there's always something new to learn, and that's some of the beauty that children teach us, is the amazement that there's so much to learn in this world. I would also say if you try to um, use ASL for songs, there's always a lot more to learn every Sunday, (laughs) Um, which is also a great joy for us. I invite you to open your Bibles to Luke 18, verses 15 through 17. This Sunday, we'll conclude our our three weeks on vision. Before next Sunday, we enter into a new chapter talking about current reality and God's preferred future for us and what it means for us as a church to continue to reach out into our community, into our world, as God has called us to. But this week, we'll be focusing on youth. Luke 18, verses 15 through 17, we'll conclude these three weeks in the Gospel of Luke. We've talked about hospitality, about bringing guests our best. We've talked about mission, being sent both near and far, and what that looks like in our world, that the mission that Jesus has called us to is both near and far. Hospitality and mission are sources of energy and life and vitality at North Holland. And now today we focus on the third, which is youth. And so what more fitting passage than when Jesus welcomed the youth to be with him. So we'll be reading from Luke 18, verses 15 through 17. I invite you to have your Bibles open with me as we study God's word. But before we do so, let's pray. Lord, you have called us to be your children. You have called us to your side and you welcome us underneath the shadow of your wing where you protect us and watch over us, where you teach us and instruct us, where you correct us and admonish us. Lord, we pray this morning that with your word, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you may teach us, train us, correct us, And bless us as we seek to understand what it is to be your children. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands upon them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's a phrase that I grew up hearing in the church, a phrase that shaped me, that helped me understand who I was, but also left me some questions. The phrase was this, and I would hear it said about me and my peers, but not necessarily to me. The phrase was, our children are the future of our church. The children, the youth, the young people, select your synonym, The children are the future of the church. Now, what did that make me then as a young person right in that moment? Children are the future of the church. 
Now today, for instance, the nominations for elders and deacons are due. Those who will serve in the office of elder and deacon combined for consistory, for the governance of the church. And so I think when I was a young person, I understood, well, if I'm a child and I'm the future of the church, that means maybe if I'm an elder or a deacon someday, that's when I'll be part of the church. But that's a bit narrow, isn't it? Because not everyone is called to serve as an elder or deacon. So when would I become part of the church and not just the future? Was it when I would turn 18? Well, I did turn 18, and nothing magical happened in that instance either. But we heard often, and we were told, or it was said about us as young people, the children are the future of the church. I sometimes was confused at what point I would really become part of the church. When I came here to North Holland, this was the first place that I heard just a slight correction on that phrase. When it is said that children are the future of the church, I have heard leaders here say, no, the children are the church right now. Children, youth, young people, they are the church right now. After years of education and training and getting involved in the church, that was probably one of the most helpful phrases I ever heard. Because it made me realize there wasn't a a turning point where I went from being a future part of the church to suddenly becoming part of it. But that children and youth are a part of the church right now, as it exists in its current reality. When I hear those words... I reflect on, okay, well, where else do we see this in Scripture? And then I hear these words of Jesus telling the disciples who are so eager to rebuke the children and to send them away, Jesus says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Not will belong when they turn 18 or will belong when they get ordained to an office, not will belong when they participate in this way or that way, but the kingdom of God belongs, present tense, right now, the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Children are maybe the future leaders of the church, certainly, but children are the church right now. They are part of Christ's body. To think of children as being part of the church right now is simply to affirm and reinforce what we claim to be true in baptism, that we are signed and sealed by the Holy Spirit, that we are part of God's body, part of the body of Christ, the church. And throughout Scripture, this holds to be true. When Timothy, a young pastor, is maybe a little bit self-conscious about being so young in the position that he's in, In 1 Timothy 4, verse 12, the Apostle Paul writes to Timothy and says, Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Don't let anyone say you'll eventually be a part of this, but you're not right now. But set the example, even as a young person, in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. It's biblical 
to understand children and youth as part of the church right now. That it belongs to them. The kingdom of God belongs to them, present tense. Now, these few short verses are right in the middle of two other passages where Jesus is addressing who maybe thinks they're in the kingdom, but they're not. In Luke 18, verse 9, we're told that to some who are confident of their own righteousness and look down on everyone else, Jesus told them this parable. Jesus is talking to people who believe that they belong to the kingdom of God because of their own righteousness, because of who they are, not because of what God has done. And so Jesus corrects them a bit. And right after the verses that we're focusing on today, in Luke 18, 18, we're told that a certain ruler asked Jesus, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And for many of us, that's a familiar passage of Jesus explaining This is not about what you do. Because when he says, give all you have to the poor, the young man cannot do it. One is confidence in simply ourself, as if that was what justified us before God, without any understanding of what Christ has done for us. The other is a works righteousness. What must I do to prove that I belong in the kingdom of God? In between those two, Jesus welcomes children to be around him. People are bringing babies for Jesus to lay his hands on them. Maybe there is some kids running around that were being a little more loud and rambunctious than what the disciples wanted. And so they were ready to get the people away. You know, we don't need all these babies coming up to Jesus. We don't need all these kids running around here. And Jesus rebukes the disciples and says, no. Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them. The children understood that they belonged at Jesus' side. Parents who wanted Jesus to lay a hand upon their infants to bless them. The children understand the sense of belonging. That's part of why we need to be like children to accept the kingdom of God. Do you have to explain to a child why they belong at a family get-together. No. They intuitively know, I belong here. I'm a part of this family. This family is mine, and I belong to it. Children don't need the invitation or the explanation. Now, as adults, we do. I won't ask you to raise your hand, but reflect on a time where you've gone to an event that you're not actually sure if you were supposed to be there or not. I know I start to feel just a little bit awkward, and I wonder if if this is where I'm supposed to be, or maybe this is for someone else. And I want to, like, look up an email on my phone just to confirm that I'm supposed to be where I'm at. We feel awkward when we don't belong. But children, children are brought with, and they understand, I belong here. This is my family. I am a part of this. And if we understand the body of Christ, the church, to be the family of God, Children belong, not just in the future, but right now. Children belong. Our children are part of the church right now. There's plenty of examples of young people in Scripture, like Timothy, feeling unequipped because of their youth, 
The prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1 had the exact same thought. When in Jeremiah 1, verse 6, Jeremiah protests against his call that God gave him and said, Alas, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Children are a part of the body of Christ and they understand the kingdom because they will accept this phrase, I am with you. When God says, I am with you, it is an invitation, it is a sense of belonging. And Jesus knows that the children belong at his feet. They belong nearby and around him. Even the loud and rambunctious ones, they belong with Jesus. And Jesus is careful to warn the disciples, do not hinder them. Do not hinder these children. Can you imagine what you would learn if you got to spend time at the feet of Jesus? Probably quite a bit. And the disciples are keeping the children away from Jesus But imagine the opportunity that rests there in what Jesus might say to them that could change their lives, what Jesus might tell them that they will never forget. Do not hinder them. Do not keep children from coming to the Lord. Proverbs 22, verse 6, a familiar verse to many. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Children need instruction. They need direction. They need guidance. They need people to look up to, to show them the way. So do not hinder them from opportunities to learn, to grow, to be able to follow. Don't keep them away. That's why programs that we do across the street, Kids Hope, Hand-to-Hand Bible Club, do not hinder children from that. We want people to be able to come and to know Jesus. Do not hinder hinder them. It's worth asking, as a church, regularly, are there ways in which we hinder young people? Are there ways in which we say, nope, not you, too young? If there are ways in which we hinder them, we need to hear Jesus' rebuke. Do not hinder them. Why? Because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. It belongs to them. If we hinder our children, they might never come to understand that this kingdom of God belongs to them. The intent, the point, is for them to come and know that's where they belong. Now, sometimes when this text, and it's, it has its equivalent in Matthew and Mark as well, Sometimes when this text is preached, we hear childlike faith. And I do hold that up as a high ideal. But sometimes we confuse childlike faith and childlike understanding. Childlike faith is a ready acceptance. There is a willingness to trust, to obey. Childlike understanding is not the prerequisite. That doesn't mean you're you're done learning at a certain point, that there's nothing else to learn and grow and understand. Our understanding continues to grow because God gave us this ability to learn. But a childlike faith maybe accepts the kingdom just a little bit easier than others. 
And what is this kingdom? Our staff does Bible study every Monday on the text for the week. And one of the questions we came up with is, there are so many parables, so many analogies, so much talk of the kingdom, and we really would just like a definition, right? But just in the chapter before, in Luke 17, beginning at verse 20, Jesus said, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. As adults, we want to be able to say, here it is and there it is. We just want Jesus to give us a nice clear line, but he gives us parables. He gives us multiple ways to understand what the kingdom of, the, the kingdom of God is. And that understanding is deep. But to understand that the kingdom of God is in your midst requires us to accept our imagination that there is more going on than what we can see. Children have a lot easier time accepting that than we do as adults. Considering that there's things happening in this room that we can't see. Are there angels here worshiping among us? Well, we can't say here they are or there they are. So we would rule out, no, there must not be. One of the things we lose over time in childhood is our sense of imagination and wonder. If you give a child a stick, it's no longer a stick. It can become all kinds of different things. Me, I'll admit, it usually became a sword. Martial arts was definitely the direction I was meant to go. We receive this kingdom like children. Children understand acceptance. There's ways that I think this passage has been misused in the past. It doesn't mean to not continue to learn and grow. And it, and it doesn't necessarily mean that children are the perfect examples in everything. I've read some things about this text where I wonder if people have actually spent time with children, like in real life. Children sometimes can say mean things. Children know how to say hurtful words. Children know when they've done wrong. And even little children can be sometimes deceitful. So we're not saying children are without sin or somehow children are more holy than the rest of us. But they might have a better understanding of the kingdom than we do when we want to be able to say, here it is and there it is. Children understand their acceptance into the kingdom. Think about when you were a child and you knew that your parents were with you. The prophet Jeremiah needed to hear that assurance that God said, I am with you because you are my child. If you've ever experienced the mama bear thing, where you knew your mom was with you a hundred and, well, a hundred bazillion percent. You knew your mom was with you, and no one was going to mess with you in that situation. At the risk of an analogy that won't make sense, I know a time when I was going to do something fun and silly, and I knew my dad was with me. We were shopping as a family, and there was an escalator nearby, my dad and I were sitting on a bench eating soft pretzels. And he said, Steve, what are you thinking? And I honestly told my dad, I'm thinking about how much fun it would be to run up the down escalator. I'm wondering if I can do it. And we looked around, and, and it wasn't busy. There was hardly anyone around. 
And so my dad said, okay, I'm with you. If you've seen my dad, he's about 6'6", 280 pounds. And when he said, I'm with you, what he meant was, you go up the down escalator first and I'll be right behind you. And so I started running up the down escalator because we agreed that that would be much safer than going down the up escalator. And I ran up the down escalator while it was in motion and got to the top. And there was a person at the top, an adult, who went and her finger was right about here to point at me, to yell at me. And then came my dad right behind me. All six foot six, 280 pounds of him right behind me saying, Whew, that was a lot harder than I thought. But it was a moment of joy that I will never forget because I did something that maybe I shouldn't have done. And maybe if I was an adult and not so playful, I wouldn't have done it. But I did because my dad was with me. And so I was playful. I enjoyed the world. What would you do if you knew that your heavenly father was with you? was right behind you, that you would do something silly or fun to enjoy God's world, and you knew that God was going to run up the escalator right behind you. This isn't about breaking rules, but sometimes it's about remembering we can have just a little bit of fun. Sometimes we want to say, no, stop, settle down, quiet down. But do we hinder the children when we do so? I'm not actually advocating for running up-down escalators, and mall security is very different today than it was back then. But God is with us, and the children understand and accept that this kingdom of God, that can be hard to place exactly where it is, that it is in their midst and that they belong to it just as much as they belong at a family reunion because they are part of this family. And Jesus warns us, truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. What does it mean to receive it like a little child? There's lots of different ways we can take that, but there's one that I want to focus on today. When we are children, our brains have an amazing capacity to absorb information, to learn. Learning happens so quickly. It's fun to watch. Sometimes as adults, though, we decide we've learned enough. We know all that we need to know, right? Children learn. They learn by following people around. They learn by asking questions. They learn by doing, by being involved, by saying, you come help me with this. Get involved, not let me show you how to do it better than you can do it. You try, and I'll teach you. Children continue to learn, and they continue to learn about their faith and grow. And when children learn, they're often fascinated by what they're learning. We as adults sometimes have decided that we've got enough learning done. We're adults. We don't need to go to Sunday school. We don't need to learn anything else. We know all that we need to know. But to receive the kingdom of God like a little child is to remember that fascination that we all once had when our brains were just exploding with firing neurons as we learned so much. Children learn. We need to continue to learn like little children. And the other thing is that children are often excited to tell you what they are learning. 
I did that a lot to my parents, and I think about the things they endured hearing over and over and again when I was a kid. But because they never shut me down, because they always wanted to hear what I was excited about learning, when I was a teenager, I continued to tell them all that I was learning. Because I was never hindered. I was never hindered from sharing my learning, from what was exciting to me in the world. I think that's part of what Jesus is getting at with this. And if we are to receive the kingdom of God like little children, maybe that reminds us that we need to be fascinated by what God is doing. In any given week, can you say, this is what God has taught me about who God is and about who I am. This is what God has taught me about the world. This is what God has taught me about my ability to serve in the world. I think I go weeks at a time without having any of that childlike wonder. Without realizing I've learned something new about God or about myself. There's no fascination. There's no amazement. Jesus told us that we need to receive the kingdom of God like little children. Maybe that means that we need to make sure that there's something that we're learning that we are fascinated by. That we still believe that God is teaching us, no matter how old we are, that we are God's children sitting on his lap, waiting for him to teach us something new. And then to be excited. To be excited to share that with other people. To tell them what we're learning. To explain to them what we've just come to understand. There's always something new. No matter how old we are, we are so young to God. We are all little children. And as children of God, we are not the future of the church. We are the church right now. Amen. Let's pray. God, you have called us as your children. You love us, and you tell us to not hinder children, and you tell us that we need to be like children to accept your kingdom, to receive it. Lord, give us childlike faith and amazement and wonder once again. Allow us to be fascinated by who you are and what you are teaching us. Help us to always be learning and growing and sharing what we are learning and growing with others. Stir within us that amazement and wonder once again that we may be your children in this world, that we may tell others what we have learned about you. And God, in all that we say and think and do this week, may we remember that you are with us. In the name of our Father, and Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit, our teacher, amen.